I'm Candy Marie. And I'm Mena Diaz, and welcome to the Moving Up Together podcast. Yes, yes, welcome. We are so excited to have you guys here with us today. Now, Mena, listen to this. A recent financial literacy survey found that the average person who participated uh, said that not knowing how to properly manage their money cost them nearly $2,000 last year. And $2,000 ain't no chump change, right? That's some money right there. I mean, if you think about it, that could be someone's mortgage, a couple of car payments, food for the next six months. You know, the thing is, financial literacy is important for all of us. But studies and history show that knowing how to budget, invest, and having a baseline knowledge of how credit works is especially important for people who live in African-American communities as well as Latino households and communities as well. Because debt is the primary driver of wealth disparities. Yes, it is. And today we're speaking with two guests whose mission is to boost financial literacy in their San Francisco community. Joining us today, we have Carla Garcia, an accountant and successful bakery owner, and Maria Andres, a realtor and housing advocate agent. And together, they run a nonprofit, which is so cool that you guys do this together because our communities need this. Um, And it's a nonprofit organization called the Center of Economic Independence for Women and Youth. Their focus is on teaching not just financial literacy, but also important life skills to survivors of domestic violence. Wow. I love that. Ladies, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's an honor to be invited to this postcard. We were looking forward to this opportunity. Yeah, I'm so excited to be um, spending my afternoon today with my great, great friend Carla and with you guys, especially with Up Together, because we both also have been... um, work together and in the past with up together and um, just happy to be sharing a, a, a few resources that we know and told you a little bit about how is financial literacy connected to the nonprofit that now Carla and I are part of. All right. Very nice. Very nice. But before we get into that, we want to talk about the women that are behind the nonprofit. We want to get to know you just a little bit. Um, so how would you describe yourself in three words? Now, I want to hear from each one of you. Go ahead. Start with Carla. Let's let's see, Carla. Can you give us a, a fun fact about yourself? Well, um, I'm I'm really hard workers. I'm, I'm always looking for opportunities and I take advantage of all the opportunities given to me. <laughs> I'm mad at it. And one of these advantages was up together. And I mean, I did a program with Maria and we learned so many things about, I mean, how to manage money. And it was so great. It was a blessing for us to have this program in our life. Okay. And Maria? Well, definitely a fun fact for me is that I'm a singer. And that was like my my hobby when I was, you know, younger. I used to play, I used to see be the lead singer at my university. So um, that's a fun fact. But also um, a little bit about me. I am a domestic uh, violence survivor. And that's why I'm very committed to this work and to to teach other women uh, with my example, how can they also um, get out of those situations and be better overall. And you know what? First thing I thought about is not only get out of those situations, but still lead a healthy life. You know, um, I love that you said that you were the number one singer at your school. I almost wanted to put her on the spot, Mena. What song can we can we pop? But I love that because I think it's also important that we humanize those domestic violence 
you know, survivors and show the world that they are more than just what has happened to them. So thank you for being an example of that. Thank you. I just want to add something about Maria that I think, I mean, I'm, I'm not a survivor of domestic violence. I have never experienced violence. Uh, this is something that, I mean, it came to my lab and it was a project that my husband and I, we we really thought that, I mean, we had something to help people. But um, getting to know Maria and, I mean, and the opportunity to work with her, it, I mean, it made my life so happy because, I mean, she is very productive. She's very positive, and, and those are the things, I mean, that really helped our organization. I love it. Let's get into the, the nitty-gritty here, um, financial independence. And um, Maria, let's start with you. Uh, in your opinion, what are some common misconceptions about financial independence, specifically when it comes to the Latino community? Yes, um, thank you for that. I work with um, financial literacy. I do teach how people can manage better their money and do budgeting because growing up Latinos, especially we don't, we don't, we don't get to have that. I see it as a privilege. We don't get to learn how much you need budgeting. We learn how to spend it, but we don't learn how to save money. And we're great hardworking. Like Carla is such a hardworking um, lady, but if she, if she doesn't get the opportunity to really understand her finances, this is just to give an example, right? Like, um, then she won't be able to also have the mentality of saving and how much that saving can also prolong into the family wealth. So um, I believe that also domestic violence survivors stayed in their relationships because of the financial, um, the lack of financial literacy that they have, right? Yeah. Like the... This, uh, the, the abuser usually is the one providing for the home. And women, we don't have a saying, especially in the Latino community, right? We women are just learned to be in the house, cook, take care of the children. But um, then that becomes also, um, uh, I call it the, a way of violence when we are not educated in our finances. I, I learned this at a at a very early age when I was in this in this relationship that I needed to take control of my finances. I needed to be able to know where my money, not just earn it, but where was my money going and what I wanted to accomplish with that, with that money. So budget really is also a way of women to be able to be free. We stay sometimes, and I did it myself in, this, in that relationship because he was the only provider, and nobody told me. Uh, unfortunately, my mother, um, she's a she's an educated woman, but she never told me that violence can come also from the finance part. Mm -hmm. You know, I was needed to ask him all the time for money. I needed to, if I wanted to buy something, I needed to ask permission to to do so. And um, so that was a way of manipulation and control. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I just want to say thank you for your transparency and your vulnerability. And I know that you know that it's a superpower as well. You know, so we thank you for, for being open and sharing that. And um, I'm a child of, of, of a woman that experienced domestic violence. Um, so it's just it's just thank you for, for, for saying that because you're right. Like I just thinking back and remembering my mom she stayed so many times because she didn't have the, the means to get away. You know, she didn't have the money. And 
just seeing that look of defeat on her face. I'll never forget that as a child that watched it happen. So thank you for for sharing that. Women need to hear your story. Your story is so important. Thank you. And also another part of your story that is important is, you know, the, the fact that you both immigrated to the United States from Nicaragua. And I can't even imagine what that was like for you and so much that you had to learn, so many skill sets, uh, you know, the language. Um, what was your initial experience with the American credit and banking systems? What was that like? For me, I didn't know that credit was so crucial in this country. So I emigrated, was able to get my residency card and my social security card. And all I was taught was to spend that money. Yes, I went and I got into a debt of a car and a lot of other things that I was thinking that, oh yeah, that, they, they, that will build the credit. But if you don't understand how credit works, then you will be paying all these high interest and in things that really do not have a value. Like education for me, it's so valuable. Yes, let's pay all the interest on, on education, but we don't, we don't get to learn that, right? So I was with a 500 points credit and my partner, of course, he was the main provider. Like, no, 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 we, we need to spend this money. We, we, tomorrow we can die. Who cares? So that mentality, you know, really now I was like, wow, it's so scary that he would think like that. Um, now I have a perfect credit because I know that if you have perfect credit, you will get perfect interest rate. You can buy anything at any time that you want. And you can have access to many other things due to that uh, good credit. But people do not know that. And coming from Nicaragua, that we don't use credit as a as the main way of um, finance things or leverage on, you know, buying a home and then eventually from that home buying another home as an investment. It was uh, I was in the in a deep hole. I was I was in a very deep hole with that social security with that horrible credit score that now I said, no, I'm committed to teach other women that if you have great credit, you can buy anything you want at the, at the interest rate that you want, and you can be successful because also credit reflects who you are. You know, how much commitment do you have as an individual for yourself? It's a snowball effect. Carla, what about you? How was, how was your first experience with the banking system here in the country? First of all, uh, I immigrated and uh, we were, um, we applied for a political asylum. So our experience was really different. Um, my parents, I mean, especially my dad was really educated. Uh, he never educated me as a woman. To be honest with you, I don't know how to cook. I mean, I learned how to bake because it was a hobby. But if uh, my ma that's mine, I shouldn't be like a, a woman. I, I mean, no, that I shouldn't be. But he, he wanted me to educate myself so that I can rely on myself. Mm -hmm. I had to learn English really fast. I couldn't, I mean, um, because I needed to help my parents. And then uh, when I went to the university, I had to do it by myself. Uh, I only, my father only, I mean, teach me how to say so we bought a house, but we didn't really know enough about credit until we were in the process of buying the house. Uh, it was, our credit wasn't like a, 
perfect, perfect, because in order for you to have a credit, you have to spend. Otherwise, you don't have a credit, but then you have to pay right away. Right. So someone sort of explained that to us. So we ended up, I mean, getting uh, like credit cards and then we spent and, and that was it. I mean, wanted to buy the house. That was our goal. But we didn't know that with the house, there were so many things that they were being opening to us. We can get a line of credit. We can do investments and things like that. So I learned that in an, a later, I mean, later days, I mean, just older, uh, that I had it to do something with my life. Um, that's how I got my, uh, my bakery. I, I got a, a line of credit on my house, uh, not a big one. I mean, I start my credit, uh, my, uh, my business from the house. And then I started learning. I went to a school. I got into up together uh, and see how things work it out. And I, and, and then I, I went to different programs to learn about credit, about investment, things that nobody teach you, especially in our community. Uh, all I heard about our community is that you have to work hard, you have to work hard, but I mean, you work hard, but there was no end to the working hard. Right. <laughs> no in, in intelligent way. Yeah. It was so sad because, and that's why we are partnering it up with so many uh, banks right now, especially the uh, Western Bank. They're giving us a, like a, um, for the nonprofit, they're giving us a grant so we can teach people about these things. And they have so many programs about how to get a house, how to get a better credit, and um, how to um, uh, get goals. And, and that's, I mean, why I, why I got together with Maria. And I saw that she was very business, I mean, uh, like, and we ended up doing and working with these banks and they're helping us. And that's how we learn. We also went to other programs. Maria right now is working in this program where um, she teaches people how to manage the credit, uh, set up goals, uh, and that way they can, I mean, improve themselves. Yeah. And that access and that education is how we essentially move up together as a community. Okay. So... We want to talk about the impact um, that you guys see with the people that you're working with. Who told you first how to get your line of credit? Where did you learn that information to get yourselves ahead before you even started impacting other people? Where did you find that information? Since I had a business, I met this uh, wonderful person who is um, my mentorship person. His name is Carlos Solorzano. He is the person who um, runs the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce over here in San Francisco. So I met him and uh, this person uh, showed me to, uh, went, we went to several workshops. And to be honest with you, he was the person who helped me to open the nonprofit. And he has, he empowered women all the way. So he taught in, in those classes for the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, uh, I learned how to do the line of credit, also how to find insurance for my, uh, for my, um, my own businesses and myself, because insurance is really important, which Maria also teach in our nonprofit insurance. So uh, we we learn how to do that because they don't teach you any of that. I, I was oh, like, yeah. fine. I, I was like, just open a business and that's it. No. Right. I mean, <laughs> I had to learn how to be legal because that's another thing that we need to think. We need to think about legalities, a 
about having insurance. Imagine someone God knows that get I mean <laughs> sick or something. So before I opened the business, I had to educate myself. I had to know how to run the business. Nobody helped me on that. But the Chamber of Commerce had so many uh, connections. I also attend another nonprofit uh, where up together was there in the same location. It's called MEDA. And then MEDA talk about how to open your business, how to do a, a business plan, and also the legal side of things. So that's how I learned all these things. Otherwise, nobody would have told me any of it. I mean, my dad, you know, if he was for another country, nobody had taught us how to invest. That's another good thing. Or how to get insurance in case that something happened to my dad, because he was the main person who, who economically helped us when we got here. Uh, because he uh, it was so many things that we needed to learn that nobody had thought, and, and I, don't, I haven't seen that in that community. And that's why I feel that it was a calling for us to do a different program. And I, I told Maria, I just don't want these people to survive domestic violence. I also want them to survive this war <laughs> because it is so hard. Maria had experienced that. You know, he, her husband brought her here. She didn't have any connections. And of course, it, 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 she was like being incarcerated over here until she woke up, you know? And I mean, now she's our leader. I am so proud of having her as a leader because she have she have taught me so much and I and we have shared so many experiences and we went through so many seminars together. I mean, it has been a very wonderful friendship and also uh, I can tell you that I see her as, as my sister. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it it feels authentic, you know? It feels authentic and I think Mena can agree with me that it, you could tell your hearts are definitely in the right place and we need more people that are in it for the right reasons that are seeing um, opportunities to build our communities up and that are saying, you know what, I'm going to be that person that's going to step in and make that change. Um, and speaking of which, you know, I love that you both are working in two different sectors. Um, for example, you know, uh, Maria, you're a realtor. Carla, you're an accountant. Think about a moment about the clients that you work with as a realtor, Maria, and as an accountant, Carla. Um, how do you see um, how they're being impacted by financial literacy and credit based on the work that you've done? Well, for example, and thank you for that question, I have so many clients that the relationship that they have with money is very stressful. They come to me and they're like, I have this money saved, but I don't know what to do with it. That's the first mistake. You know, when you have this lump sum of money and that you're not making it to produce or reproduce more money, you're leaving money behind in the table. The other thing that I, that I always find with my clients is that they do not have anyone that they can trust with their finances. So they come to me and they ask me, Maria, what should I do? Should I invest in this and then buy a house? And I said, well, actually, credit budgeting, it's a process. It does Rome wasn't built in one day, right? Right. It's a process. It takes time for them to learn where is my money coming? Where am I spending it? And how if I get into this in buying this home, 
how this is, um, I can keep it continuously. Because that's the other thing. It's not just about buying a home or having a car. It's how much of that money that you're going to be paying for mortgage that you don't need a, a, a month. It's some. It's money that is dedicated for that exact, um, for the, exactly for the mortgage, for example. So people think that it, it can happen magically. Carla and I have been working in this for, for a few years now. I don't want to say how many years, okay? So nobody <laughs> asks how many years. <laughs> but we've been working because it takes time. If we really want to build foundations and in our class, we want that foundation that Carla speaks about. We don't want them just, we don't just want to provide the classes at the bakery. We want them to really have a good relationship with money that they can dream big, that they can have these goals to accomplish bigger things. So one thing that I found is that the stress that comes with money, that people are always stressed uh, when it comes for money. And also that people want magic things to happen. It doesn't happen magically. You, if you are in a, with a bad credit, it was because it took time. But mm-hmm. the same thing is going to happen once you want to rebuild that credit and be successful. I can tell you, when I paid off my debt, I felt so, so empowered that I cannot even tell you. I own a car now and I paid off that car. When I sent my last payment for that car, it was like, you know, my, my self-esteem ramp up like three times. And that's what I tell my clients. It's going to take some time, but the more stable you do it, the better it's going to, the outcome is going to be because the outcomes are not just temporary. We want to make this, um, we want to talk to women about these changes that are prolonged for mm-hmm. forever, you know, that way we don't go back. I never went back with my, with my abuser because I was able to learn how to manage my own expenses, how to stay in my, in my own lane, right? Instead of going back, there's a big percentage of women that go back with their abusers because they do not have the financial literacy that they need. They're not, they, they think that there are, that's the only solution. And that's what Carla and I are trying to um, change that narrative. We're changing the narrative that women are just um, staying with, with their partners because of that lack of financial literacy. And how about you, uh, Carla? My perspective is a little bit different because as an accountant, of course, you have to learn how balance and checks everything. So I manage my life as I, I manage the companies that I have worked. Um, I'm very blessed that um, most of the companies that I have worked, they're big companies. I have worked for so many big companies. And to be honest with you, most of the time, I'm the only Latina there. <laughs> it's so funny. But I, I I, had done that. I had learned so much. And um, and I, I said, OK, my life is my company. I have to make sure that my company is working well. And I had learned so much. And that's how my model is. Like right now, one of my goals, uh, because every year I put some goals. And most of the time, I get those goals. I mean, uh, but um, like, for example, this year, I'm trying to get investments into my business because I, I want to branch out. Uh, I want to make sure that I have uh businesses 
different places. And uh, that's one of my things. And plus, I mean, most of uh, everything that I do through my business, 5% goes to my nonprofit. So that's how we support the nonprofit. So it, my main goal is to have more revenue so I can have more, more students and I can help more people. So hablando de the nonprofit and, and giving back to the community, what are some of the things that um, you think can be done to change um, these disparities, um, to, to change not so not no solo the mentality, pero también, um, you know, what can people do to bring themselves up? It's a healing process first. Uh, like I said, I mean, we mentally, uh, we have to break so many barriers. Uh, they are afraid uh, for what I see. Like I said, I, I have not experienced this. That's why I partnered with many, uh, most of the board members that we have, they are survivors of domestic violence. So I learned from them. I, I'm very cautious because I don't want to, I mean, you know, overstep my boundaries. And that's why I have Maria and she explained things better to me. One of the things, of course, I mean, uh, we make them feel um, secure. Uh, we talk to them, uh, we get counseling. And I mean, it's a, it's a big process. Uh, it's not going to happen one day and another. But I mean, one thing that for sure I want to do is educate people. Uh, we also, I mean, work with the kids, survivors of domestic violence. Uh, these kids see so many horrible things happen to their parents. It's so hard. Uh, and we, we're not only talking about women. We also, I mean, believe it or not, men are also survivors of domestic violence. And it's like a mental control, economic control, uh, in so many levels, you have to, I mean, it's not going to happen one thing. I mean, it's not like a normal process, normal people. If you notice in the studies, I mean, when you are in a bad situation, your hormones go up, everything goes up in your body. Mentally, I mean, you are not right because, I mean, nobody is right if you suffer some uh, bad experiences like that. So uh, for right now, we uh, we're partnered up with those banks like Chase, uh, the Western Bank. And I mean, uh, we do workshops just to educate the community, especially the African-American community and Latino community, because our, com our, our communities have the same, I mean, the same type of experiences and troubles and things like that. So that's our main goal. I mean, I I want to help everybody, and I'm sure that Maria also want to help everybody, but those are the, our main focuses. I mean, you know, because our communities are different. Uh, we have to teach them education. That's why uh, right now I'm, I'm committed to three high schools. We go over there first, and we, uh, first we teach them how to cook. They're so excited. And then we turn around, we start talking about finances. We're talking about things, politics, uh, especially politics right now. I, and then, I mean, the kids are, get excited. Um, one other things, uh, and then they get excited and they want to participate in different things. We connect them. Connection is really important. Uh, we have to invest in our kids. They're the future. 
And uh, we also have to invest in their parents, educate them. So uh, whenever we go to these high schools, I invite them to go to the classes. I invite them to uh, go to the workshops. I talk to the kids. Um, and those are the things that I do, I mean, to make an impact into the community. And you know what? All that hard work is being rewarded because I, I want you to just have an opportunity to brag right now because your nonprofit won a $10,000 grant to teach financial literacy to members of your nonprofit. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that for a second? Because I'm sure that that's really helping to create more opportunities to teach um, and also to address the specific financial challenges of the people that you also serve. So let's let's talk about that. I was so excited. Uh, I was doing this pre-COVID. I was working with Chase Bank and someone who used to work in Chase Bank here about me because I approached the bank. I, I was like, we need to help these people. We need to let them know how to be successful. And I went over there. So this woman used to work in Chase Bank and then she changed to the Western Bank. And she was like, you know what? I heard, what were you doing? Uh, I talked to the liaison uh, and then um, they they told me that they wanted inviting me to some, some workshops that they had. And, uh, and I said, well, my commitment to you is bringing more than 40 people in, uh, to these workshops. Uh, I know people that I have working um, in radio stations and TV. So I talked to them and to be honest, and they're going to help us. They're going to do campaigns so we can invite all these people. But of course, you know, everything is, we need money to do all these things. So I I talked to these people and they told me, well, we're going to give you $10,000 so you can teach people and you can bring more people to our bank. <laughs> and it's worth it because, I mean, I'm bringing people to the bank and the, the bank itself is teaching them how to get a better credit, how to buy houses, and the good thing that they're going to follow up with them. Because that was one of the things I said. Look, I mean, maybe I didn't organize this well. I mean, I just showed them what Chase offered. But, I mean, there was no follow-up. And I said, uh, your commitment to me is that you have to follow up with everybody. So we went through a lot of workshops. I worked with them for several, uh, since this yesterday, and we came up with a plan. So they, if they don't follow up, I will follow up. But I will make sure that everybody who goes to those workshops, they're going to come out and they're going to be successful. Yes, and I just love what Carla said. She came, we go, we go and put our chair on those spaces that we usually would not have that opportunity because if it's not us, me as a Latina, you know, as an immigrant coming and talking to the banks and telling them, this is what we need. If you really want to grow also your business and the investments, you need to invest. So give us this and we will leverage on that and we will make sure that those $10,000 grant that we receive it's going to be 20,000 because these these women are going to learn so much and they're going to give back to the community. It is it is a connection, it is a community commitment that I think um what Carla and and the nonprofit is trying to build, you know, that um connection that when people don't know what what is going on in in, in our communities, we're going to tell them this is what we need. 
we're not ask it's not the other way around they're not telling us what to do it's we're telling them this is what we need and we're gonna make sure that as an example as us as a, as an examples right we can make this happen and we can make that change that we're looking for yeah my bakery it, it was awarded by the latino city community a magazine that is very successful and I learned so much about those women, and then uh, they were telling us about investments and everything. So right now, uh, Maria and I, we're trying to connect about investments and things like that, that we didn't know that it was there, especially for Latinas. And I'm so excited about the next chapter. I love it. And real quick, you said something, you know, that you're working with banks and, you know, that you tell them, hey, this is what we need. It made me think that, you know, when dealing with money and when talking about um, finances in general, we are asking the banks to invest in us. Therefore, we as black and brown communities will invest with them. It's smart business. And it's, it's, I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel that it's time for us to understand our power Um as minority communities that, hey, if we're, we have the choice to invest in what bank, what bank is going to get our business, what bank is going to get our investments, what bank is going to get, um, you know, our, our hard earned money. And I think if we change that point of view where it's, oh, we need a bank. No, the banks need us. They need our investments in order to survive and to continue to invest. So with that said, um, Maria, I'm a, I'm a pitch it to you real quick. What, what do you, um, what kind of tips would you give a person who is seeking some financial literacy and, and, and some pointers as far as investing or what to do with their money? Yeah. First of all, find someone that is a professional, that is an expert in what they're doing. There is so many also people out there that will just use people and leverage on them and, and do not teach them. So I will say find a professional. Um, that's why we reach out to the banks. You know, they are professionals with the money, but we know what the investment needs to be put in where and to where. So and secondly, um, find an expert and then educate yourself. Invest that time in l listening to um, reading books that will, will give you that advantage because we cannot just listen to whatever people tell us. We need to make sure that those are factuals, um, that those are facts. And factually, we can also really make sure that we are in the right hands. The other thing I will say, and I don't know if Carla agree with me on this, but to, be, to talk to people that you can trust, that you're seeing them really advan advancing. And that's what I did with Carla. I, I saw her and I, I heard about her. I knew about her bakery. I didn't know about the nonprofit. But I follow her, you know, I was following her. I was trying to see, like, what is Carla doing that this is really something that I can learn and then teach other, you know, so have examples, learn from people that you that are doing um, the work. This takes work, but it's, it's so worth it. So um, I was following Carla. She, she did, apparently she didn't know this, but I was trying to see, you know, she's a Latina, she's an immigrant and, you know, she's such a hardworking lady that I want to be like her. So finding examples also that can 
lead you to that wanting to be as 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 on that level. Yeah, and and thank you for saying that because it just reminds me of you know there's so many resources out there. And personally, I know I, I follow pages on Instagram. You know, I listen to different podcasts. So you definitely have to continue to consume the knowledge. And I know it's it's scary. You know, um, I, I'm in a, a in, I'm on a journey of kind of expanding and learning more um, and becoming more financially literate. Uh, so, so don't feel like if anybody's listening that we have it all figured out, you know, I don't know about Mena, but it's, it's definitely a constant journey for me because when I was growing up, I didn't have anybody to teach me. I didn't know much, you know, and my mom and my dad, they didn't know either. So this is a, a very insightful conversation and, and thank you ladies for, for being so open. Um, and, and also we want you guys to understand that being financially literate, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to struggle financially. We're not saying that at all. Um, what's your advice for people who have the financial knowledge, but just don't have the dollars and the sense needed to thrive or be successful? Well, in my case, uh, like I said, I, I wanted to open that bakery. It, it was my grandma's dream and it became my dream. I don't know why <laughs> it was like that. And uh, what I did, I did do savings, uh, and I believe in myself. And the one thing that I did, I talked to my boss and I asked him, I'm going to get my 401k money. And he was like, in the banking and everybody who knows accounting, that is a big no-no. <laughs> but I do believe in myself. And I said, I'm going to do it. He goes, are you sure? Because I mean, and I said, you know what? You even told me that you like everything that I'm baking and everything that I'm bringing out here. And it's like, yeah, I know. But I mean, it's a lot of money and this and that. And I said, well, I believe in me. And I know that I'm going to do this. And I did it. <laughs> I opened. I got my own place. I, I think, I mean, it's cute. I, I love my bakery, to be honest. <laughs> I, it's a French bakery. Uh, my husband took a year so he could become a chef. He went um, he went to France and he also came over here. Uh, and wow. right now we my husband belongs to one of the organizations that chef around the world and he and we even bring chefs over here to teach our classes. They're really, really nice classes. I mean, from people from different parts of the world. They teach classes that nobody can come over here. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, on July, on August, I'm gonna go to a class in Texas with one of the sculpting masters. They, I mean, they do your face exactly in a cake. I mean, I'm so excited about that. But I mean, if you don't have a 401k or anything like that, save. There's so many programs, I mean, up there that they can, I mean, help you. Right now, San Francisco have, has programs for a woman business uh, where they can award you $5,000. Uh, you have to go through a process. You can go to Meda or Clecha, my favorite place to go. When I, I want to know about business, what programs are they, they, uh, they find you grants where people, I mean, can do that also like i said right now i'm connecting with a lot of people that invest monies in businesses um i'm up to get upgrading my business plans because you have to have a good business plan in order for you people to invest in you and i'm i'm trying to connect with other people and it's true like before i used to be friends with everybody and i'm still friends with everybody but one thing that i advise you have to have a friendship with a purpose. It doesn't mean bad 
think about anything. It's just that you, whatever, I mean, your friends reflect who you are. You have to other people that they're going to be good for you because believe it or not, you can, I mean, get bad things from them or you can get good things for them. And sometimes, I mean, stupidity is a disease. You can learn stupid things that you don't want to learn. So <laughs> me, is that you invest in good friends, good people, people that have values. Uh, I don't care if they're rich or not, but you can learn from them, for them values. And it's good to manage to have friends that they have connections. Uh, Maria and I, we have to have connections. We went through a political training call emerge because we want to change. Uh, we want to change our community, our community. So you have to be in politics in order to do that. And we have run campaigns. Uh, we have done it uh, in the uh, the Spanish side. We have organized people, and that's another thing that you can upgrade your community as well, because things are changing. Things need to be changed, and uh, that's why you have to be in politics. Want it or no, politics is everything. Definitely. And Carlita, I just want to say um, she took the risk. She took the risk to ask for more, and that's what sometimes we are afraid of, asking for more, asking for what we, we deserve. Um, the same happened to me. I went to school, and I said, no, I need to get better. I need to get out of the system. I need to be able to see myself as that powerful and that leadership in order for me to believe also in others and help others. Um, take the risk. It's so important. When we don't risk, we don't win. And I think that's something Carla and I have done with our businesses, uh, partnering up with these other um, nonprofits like Mission Economic Development Agency, MEDA, Klecha, there are resources, but you need to reach out to these resources and ask them what you need from them in order for you to um, to see that that path that that is working. And it is, it is. And I like what you said, Candice, about we're, we also don't have everything in place. We, there are some days that we, we have to deal with different emergency situations. And that's why I also teach my clients about emergencies. What happens when you have an emergency and you're not ready and you're not prepared? How much do we need to have in the bank in order for us to survive if one of our partners pass or if we don't have the same income? Uh, you know, we need to be prepared for that. Insurances are so important. Legal advices from the professional people, it's so, so important. Reaching out to these nonprofits, Glecha, Mission Economic Development Agency in the, here in the city, um, be part of memberships, you know, of these other women that are also being successful because you learn from those. And um like Carla said, surround yourself with people that will help you be your better version rather than stay where you are at. Because if we stay where we're at, we cannot grow our communities. Right. Just to read off a quick fact here, the 2022 Urban Institute analysis finds that young adults in majority Black and majority Hispanic communities are more likely than their peers in majority white communities to begin their adulthood with lower average credit scores. So, I mean, we're already at a disadvantage when we graduate high school. So 
what can individuals from Latino and African-American communities do to help um, build and maintain their credit, especially in those critical years where you're, you're graduating high school, going into college and, and essentially starting your, um, your adult life and, and getting, putting things into place? What can um, our younger generations do and how can we older generations help them? Like I said, I mean, that's why I'm going to high schools. I ask, I mean, teach them because I don't want them to go through what I ha happened to me. I didn't know anything about credit. When you go to uh, the university, they give you credit cards for free, but they don't explain to you that you have to pay this monthly. They And then you ended up in this hole that you have to, it was so stressing for me. Uh, my father was so freaking mad at me. He had to pay $5,000 because I ended up going choppy, willy, willy everywhere. <laughs> and I ended up with $5,000. He almost killed me. But anyways, I, and then he made me work two, work, two jobs during the summer to pay him up. So, I, you know, nobody educates you for that. So that's why I told them to go be uh, very cautious and, I mean, don't get themselves involved in trouble uh, buying all this because it's free credit. So if you don't have a credit, they give you these credit cards every $200. Oh, I'm paying this and this. And then and there are $5,000, okay? <laughs> so it's better to teach them in high school. Uh, also, that's how, what I did when my kids, I... I I taught them how to save since they were little and they have a lot of money in their accounts because they start saving when they were seven years old. I open an account. There's so many accounts in Chase that you can open for your kids. They can even have credit cards. Uh, connected uh, connected to your account, uh, but of oh. course I mean, you have to manage that. That's why it's important to learn what you have, the progress that you have in your bank. I mean, they have a uh, Chase have this also thing called Credit Journey, where you go through uh, uh, the Credit Journey. It's like they they give you assignments how to clean up your credit, and you can see the points going up. I, I believe, to be honest with you, it's better than Credit Karma. And I mean, you don't even have to pay anything. You only have to have an account. Free, free. Yes. Uh-huh. And Maria. Free is for me. <laughs> yeah. Resources. Yeah, Maria has the program where um, they, they calculate everything that you have to go step by step, how to do things. And you don't have to pay anything because there's another thing that you don't know. There's some... Um, programs where you consolidate all your debts, but at the end they're damaging you because if you don't do those monthly payments, guess what? Your credit is going down, people. And I mean, they give you these monthly payments, sometimes 300, 400, and you have to put food in there, you know, in your table. And nobody tells you that if you don't pay these consolidation programs, guess what? Your credit goes down and it's gonna be worse. So that's why the, uh, Maria has this program where they, he teach them step-by-step step how to do it without going through the programs, without paying a monthly payment. And, um, and she's educating me on that too. <laughs> so start early, at early ages, we need to be going and talking to these um, black and brown communities at school. We don't want to wait until they go to the university and then they end up with all these 
um, debt from 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 going to school. Education, it's it's a it's a it's as real estate. It's considered as real estate. As once you get educated, but you want to get education where you don't owe this much money, and you know, and in debt. And like Carla said, so this when you you're new, you use this credit card, but you don't know the credit cards are also meant for emergencies are not meant for purchases like everyday um, eating out. They are meant for emergencies. So we want to teach, you know, young girls like the Maria, 18 years old ago, you know, do not spend money that you don't have. Learn how to how to earn money, but how to also save it. Yeah, because once that credit card gets going, Sometimes it is hard to turn that bad boy off. Okay, I, I think we can all relate to that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely, definitely. Yes. So that's part of the. That's part of what the nonprofit wants to do all as well. You know, we want to go to young high schools before they exit their high school, so they they have a better relationship with money. Um, there, like like Carla was mentioning about this problem with Chase. But there is also free resources of smart coaching about money. They have templates for for young, uh, you know, children that so they can learn how to use their money wisely and more for long term um, outcomes. We have to be really educating our kids about student loans and things like that, because, you know, I mean, that also hinders them. Like, for example, uh, you know, my kids got accepted in several good schools, New York, uh, Berkeley and everything. But since I have a house, I couldn't apply for anything because they automatically said, no, your parents have house, they have resources. And I mean, what they said to me, I mean, I was so touched. They were like, we're going to go to Skyland first, we're going to finish, and then we're going to transfer. And then, I mean, we we got to know about so many organizations that help with education as well. Um, in, in the Latino community, there's, there's I mean, uh, Mecha, who helps Latinos uh, to go to school. And there's so many other resources that they don't know, but they have to maintain an average in their, their scores, which, I mean, they should. Because I mean, they are there to educate themselves. So the and 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 there's so many resources that we don't know as a community that we need to teach them. Because I mean, I don't want them to have. I had a thirty thousand student loan, and you know what? Uh, through up together, I made my goal. I paid all my debt. I was so happy about that because up together helped me to do that. So we have to take advantage of that. And I, I was so happy because I was like, how am I going to pay this $30,000 debt? And then I, 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 at that time, I was working for a nonprofit. And they told me, hey, since you're working for a nonprofit, there's also a way that you don't have to pay all that. So I wrote a letter to the Education um, Commission over here in California, I told them that I was, I mean, in, in a nonprofit, and they helped me to lower down my debt. And I was able to pay it off everything. They uh, they lowered it like uh, 10000 or something down. And then I, I found ways to pay that through my bakery, and I was working as an accountant. So that's how I pay my debt. So we have to teach everybody to be wise.
I agree 100%. And again, going back to what you said about making sure you have the right people around you, you're in the right community, you're learning from people um, that can, you know, ultimately help you to move up together, right? Now, I know you two met each other before you joined the nonprofit organization Up Together. Uh, You both led events and organized meetings for your groups. What did you learn from that experience? What really was fascinating for me, to be honest with you, was the slogan of changing that narrative on Latinos and African-Americans families. It was that when we get together, we can do better things. Two, two minds, two, two minds. Uh, what, what is the saying, um, Carlita? To make things better. <laughs> like, why, sir? You know, like I was learning from my group every, every week because Sometimes also we, we try to see it more on the professional level, but these women know how to budget to the last drop of milk on their, on their expenses. So I was like, wow, they have three children and they manage how to, how to have all of their budgets in place. So I think that that was the beauty of, of the Up Together meeting, getting together, because you were learning. It was something very organically, but it was happening to help others. So um, I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed that also we were led by what we need. I'm, I'm the only one that knows what's best for my family and what I need in order for me to be successful. I don't need anybody else telling me that. So that empowerment was very crucial for me and changing that narrative. I'm not a, the typical Latina. No, no, no. I'm a business owner. I'm a hardworking woman. And I will, I'm committed to also teach my community how to, how to be in that same um, space. And speaking of that group community, um, there are some like community-led organizations that lend money to people that need it within you know, a certain place, city, county, state. Um, and some of these are called um, SUSU or Una Sociedad. Um, and unfortunately, they don't count towards your credit, but they still are crucial in helping people um, develop their financial um, stability. Why is this continued work important for people in the communities? Even though it won't build up your credit, why is this still very important? Actually, I, I want to share these resources. It's um, the Mission Asset Fund. They do something which is like it's a lending program that you put $200 every, every month you're putting that money, but it's in a group. And I think the idea that they have, it's so you put the $200 and then you get $2,000, for example. It's 10 people, right, putting those $200. But you can use that money and... What, what you're mentioning, I think it used to happen in, 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 in the old, like that's how people used to do banking. People used to borrow money w- within each other to leverage, to buy something like, or, or to have a big expense, for example, right? And these lending groups, I think they are good because this one, do, they, do, they do report to the credit bureaus. So this one, it helps you build up um, credit. The, the one, one that you're mentioning, the, yeah, the, the lending circles for the Mission Asset Fund. Oh, they okay. Known as credit, so you have a two thousand dollar line of credit from your peers. Yeah, you know it's it's an amazing idea. We already do that exchange, right? Like someone comes and asks us for, hey, can I borrow this money? 
But what if you do it in more in a way of more um, subtle? Let's say, yeah, 10 of us, we're going to borrow each other. And then because I need to ha buy tires, for example. And I think it's, it's just how they used to do it in the, like our ancestors used to do that. Yeah. But now, now it's more professional way, right? But that that's how community works. We we need to learn from our ancestors. They used to do this all the time. I remember my grandma having these kind of landing circles with her friends. That's how they they were able to buy big big um, big uh, things at, at home. A washer, a dryer. Yeah. That you won't you, that you won't have that lump sum of money. Uh, just from working, right? Maria, let's talk about also the 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 program where we that I used to be with you about. I mean, uh, Greenly, no, what's Grammy, Grammy, Grammy. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah. Gra Grammy oh. is like a, also like assistant that they uh, you but the first year I think they give you like one thousand. The second year, two thousand. I mean, then you pay that off, and then they lend you money. I know they they lend you money until ten thousand or something like that. But is I mean, you have to recommend a person. They go through this uh, program, and I mean, everybody. If for some reason that person got sick or something like that, the group have to pay the debt. But I mean, you only you bring people that you trust, and they have to have a business. And then, I mean, every time that you get paid, uh, you pay your debt, the, the, the loan increases. And it's really good because uh, at that time, COVID was happening. I went into this group, Maria and I went, and it helped us a lot. I mean, I, they lent me the first time because, I mean, I had a good credit, like $3,000. And if you have history with them, they lend you a lot of money. And it's really successful. And they also help you with the credit as well because they report uh, the payments to the credit and at the same time you get that benefit. Uh, the only thing that is that you have to meet with them weekly and you have to pay weekly, except if it's, I mean, like a holiday or something, they don't meet and you have to wait for the next time that they meet. Uh, we used to meet every Monday. Love the idea of gramming as well because mm -hmm. it's, it's for a business, right? So they're already telling you, hey, let's in invest this money. They have less barriers like banks. You know, they don't check that much. They just want to prove a residency. And it's pretty, pretty easy. You know, Ac accessibility is something that I, I also always talked about. All these programs that are not accessible. So mm -hmm. this one is very easy to access. And the idea of someone recommending you, you know, it goes back to that. I, I always say examples that you're that you're seeing you want to follow them you want to be after so and then you ex we know about like say carla with her business of the the bakery i with my realtor my notary uh, services so then you you built a group of services group of um uh, bakeries uh people that do hair the people yeah. that do makeup you know so you you build your community through that and you're using that money that for your business. So I think it's, it's, it's amazing. We should, we should replicate more systems like that. And maybe Carla, we should start one with the nonprofit. We should do yeah. you know? that just came to my mind because um, we, should, we should do something like that, you know, like a, yeah. like a loan program for business that 
these women, whatever they want to um, use it for businesses related. And this, my friends, are how new ideas are born. Here we go. <laughs> yes, yes. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to up together because that is the origin of this friendship and how it came together. Uh, what was one of your biggest takeaways from the time that you were with the Up Together organization? Community. I I loved it. I mean, everybody was so. I mean. I love everybody. Everybody was uh, wanted to help. Uh, when we did the um, the events, it was so nice. Uh, everybody got the resources. I mean, like for example, I, I will say, Maria, can you bring your group? I mean, and she will bring the group. Um, I will contact all my friends with the raffles. Like uh, I had three friends that used to work in Nordstrom. So I went and I talked to their bosses and they will, I mean, send us like clothing, like purses, like Michael Kors purses, okay? We we were good. So we had the raffles in there. Um, I I asked Maria, oh, can you bring something? And, and her community brings something. I will, since I have a lot of friends that they were chefs, they will donate the food so we don't have to pay anything. They will donate us the, the place. Sometimes Maria I will find a place because I mean we work with communities so sometimes I did find a place but it was the community there was a lot of single mothers and I feel I mean I saw the struggles I saw everything that they went through and uh, it makes you see life in a different perspective that I didn't see before you know because I, I understand more people my my situation was different from everybody else situation. I felt that I was a little bit more stable because I have my own house. Uh, things were kind of different. But then you see how other people struggle and you have a um, other perspective of life. And I learned so much. And I learned so much about community, about people, how, I mean, they sacrifice so much. And uh, unity, unity, and and I love to see the brown and black community together. It was a really something. I really loved it. How about you, Maria? Yeah, well, for me, it was the cultural exchange. I I was new in in San Francisco, and I was making this group, talking to these you know moms, and me trying to juggle, like Carla said, like my life, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. And that exchange was so magical, um, as well as Up Together really, really put me in situation and spaces that I would have never imagined if that wouldn't given that opportunity. So I'm very grateful for Up Together. I went to um, San Diego, Seattle, uh, Palm, uh, West Palm Beach. It was amazing, you know, and like Carla said, I was like, do, do you want to go? You, does any of your group? I'm like, yes, I'm signing up. And it was just that 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 idea of they giving us all these um, opportunities that I'm so happy that now I can tell them, yes, that investment really made an impact. Now I'm a business owner. I, you know, work hard with my community. I'm into and I speak different too. I I'm completely different. So that investment really can make an impact. So I think that's what Up Together is doing. And of course, um, Carla and my other friends, you know, we're still friends and we still talked and um, 
we're, we're building that community and that movement. Um, I like to call it movement because we're always constantly changing. I'm constantly bringing new ideas of what I want to do in business. And it's just that it, it was beautiful. And so happy to be joining today and having this conversation, sharing with others. I wish um, it can expand more. Okay. I wish it can go nationwide and um, beyond that. Yeah. Don't wish. Right, speak it into existence. Okay. Well, we, we, we will do it then. We will do it. We will go. We will go to our countries as well. Yeah, Mira. I mean, I mean, enough for nothing. But you got Carla on your side. Carla, Carla's energy is everything. She's like, I'm gonna go talk to your boss. I don't want to, I'm gonna go talk to your Carla, boss. We need to do that. You got me rolling. It's all about asking. <laughs> but the only thing that I, I, I wanted to know is that we didn't have a follow-up after our, um, our, our internship, I mean, ended. And that's what I miss because we couldn't, I mean, we just got disconnected. But Maria found, I mean, Lynette, and I was so happy to hear about that. That's the only thing that I want to know. What is next? What is next after the fellowship? And before you go there, Carlita, I just want to share how we are being invited in these spaces. I met this guy, William, and I hopefully he, he listened to this podcast once it's, it's, it's posted. And we, we connected really good. He's from Oakland. And then I'm doing a trip to LA and I see him with his entire family. I'm like, William from Up Together. And he goes, Maria, you know, and it was just beautiful. He said, you know what? We still have the, there, there is a podcast going on. There is some activities. I said, well, tell me what do we need to do? How can we get connected again? So just, it's the same thing, right? Like me knowing William and now William bringing us back to, to talk about what we're doing and how is, how that um, community still shows for us. So it was amazing. And then I told Carla, I said, Carla, hey, listen, they they still have the up together going on. And she's like, okay, well, let's let's connect with them, you know? And now we are here. So yes, but, yeah, but what's next? How can people really um, get involved more? I think that that's the question, right, Carla? Yes, that was one of the things that I was like, okay, our fellowship ended. We never got contacted again. But, you know, it was so great experience that I didn't want it to end. I mean, even yes. Maria had a, in one of the uh, events, she was giving massages in the faces and makeovers. I, it was so good. I was like, because you get to connect with all these people. And I mean, to be honest with you, I miss that. And real quick, you guys want to introduce um, a, uh, a competition or a contest to be the face of the nonprofit? Well, it's, it's not a, a competition, but a research. We're looking for someone who wants to be the face of our, our nonprofit. Uh, this person has to go, I mean, has have to have been a survivor of domestic violence. And what we're going to do is, I mean, we're going to go through this process. We're going to bring this person. She, uh, we are planning to cartoonize, like uh, instead of that person, it's gonna be a, a version and a cartoon of that person. And we're gonna have this person to be the face uh, in our logo. Uh, we're gonna pay this person $500. Uh, it, she has to sign the contract and we're gonna, you know, just use the image as a cartoon. 
and it's gonna have the colors of the domestic violence that they're like um they're lavender uh or purple and then the butterflies so that person is gonna have um her index in her mouth with a butterfly on on the finger and with the colors of the domestic violence with our pulper in um in uh, lavender so we are looking for this person and i hope we can find it and uh she has to give us their permission to use the image and we will pay for that and also i mean we're gonna record the the, the way we're gonna do be doing this image process as well i mean uh, her story how she survived this domestic violence and we're gonna invite this person to do workshops with us of course we're gonna pay for those workshops as well this person is gonna be so special to us <laughs> And we want to highlight the stories. Like Candice told me, you know what? I'm very vulnerable now and I can speak like the way I speak about what I went through because I exposed myself to tell my story. I used to cry every time I will share my story. But now, you know, I know my story can change someone else. And when they see me, they will be like, what? She went through all that. And people, I'm super positive. And most of the time I'm always laughing and making jokes because I said, life is too short really to, to not to share what you went through, but you get out of. And I think that's, that's, that's the person that we're looking for. We're looking at a woman that is a survivor, but can also be empowered to share her story because your story can really change somebody else's. Um, today, somebody that can listen to the podcast, this podcast and will say, wow, yeah, I have a second chance. There's always a second chance in life. So um, we want to be able to find that person that can support us with this nonprofit. Where can, can someone apply for that? Oh, they can call me. Uh, I'm going to give you my phone number over here where they can call me. Uh, it's uh, 415-637-7563. Uh, and email, Carlita? I'm going to give them the email. And um, that it's going to be uh, my personal email. It's going to be G-I-O-B-R-I-01 at yahoo.com. Okay? So that they can contact us over there anytime. And we will be able to, I mean, do this process with this person. And whoever that you guys know about domestic violence that they, they want to share their experience, uh, please send it to us. And I mean, because we want the more stories that we have, the better. We have to educate people about this. I mean, not only women, I mean, survive this, also children. And uh, we do have also a, a program for the children, survivors of domestic violence. And I mean, we will want to correct that in history. Uh, because we want to teach people how to be better and how to feel better about themselves. Well, thank you. We we appreciate you guys. This is so important. And like the butterfly, we can't wait to see so many beautiful transformations. That was That is the perfect just symbol of domestic violence. Because when I think about a butterfly, it was the first thing I thought, transformation, you know, healing, community. Um, so thank you. And we're so excited to hear these stories. Um, we're also really excited about a segment of the show that we call Free Game. Um, and this is where we allow you to give our amazing listeners some free game. So 
imagine you're speaking to a group of, of lawmakers, right? What would you say is one thing your community needs to thrive? So I want you to speak directly to them. Tell them how you feel. What do you think? What do you want to see? In my perspective, I, w- I would like to see more programs into um, in high schools, uh, especially for those people that they don't want to go to high school. Um, th- there's so many programs up there that they can help them. I mean, nobody is for higher education, but you can make money without a higher education by going through different programs. It can be like, a, you know, financial programs. Um, I, have, I know so many of the Jewish uh, organization over here in San Francisco, they offer um, accounting programs for people that they don't want to go through, I mean, any university or college, um, because we need more of those uh, programs that, I mean, social programs or technical programs. Uh, I know also the, um, like BNW, they offer a program where you can be a mechanic if you want to do that. And they make a lot of money about it. Or if you want to be, I, yeah, I mean, if you want to paint cars, that's another place where you can make, I mean, if you paint one car, you can make like $10,000 in one day, okay? So uh, programs like that, I want to see more uh, programs educating people in money. Uh, in uh, starting in high school or middle school. That's what I, I want to see people to, ed- I mean, more education. I also want to see that um, we can teach people about their histories and everything because, you know, uh, some people, they, they're banding uh, books, but edu- I mean, the history is important because it, it shows you where you were and where you're going to be. If you don't know anything about yourself, how are you going to know where to go? Uh, so I want history there. I mean, no matter what it is, everybody goes through hard times. Uh, as a Latinos, we went through a hard time. I mean, we're, we're, we're displaced. African-Americans, they came over here. Uh, they were enslaved. We need to know how the human, I mean, got where we are right now in a better society. How was then and how is now? The evaluation of, I mean, the history is really important. Plus, I mean, we need to have a better education. Uh, we're looking at that. In many countries, In I mean, what we're seeing in high school, they already see it in, in middle school. So we need a better education system. That's what I feel. You cannot take our history. How can we know where we're going if we don't know where we came from? Exactly. Definitely, definitely. And also just to piggyback on that, what Carla just said, I want, because we're both moms as well, I want my my son to have a class where he can learn about investment, where he can learn about ent- ent- entrepreneurship, you know, where he can dream of having his own business. So says, yeah, four-year university is so costly and some families do not have access to that um, money to go to school. So why not teach these kids something more technically, like like Carla was saying, how to create a business, how to build. It's just amazing if you guys will see one time we had a class at Carla's Bakery and I was so amazed that you can make a business making those, um, what is it called, Carlita? The ones that's... Uh, K-pops. The K-pops. <laughs> K-pops. You know, you can be making money out of K-pops and people and, and children are not 
teach that. So I would love to see a class in, in schools about teaching kids. What do you like to do? How can you make a business out of that? And um, learn more how to become our own bosses. Mm-hmm. Millionaires are own, they own not only the money, but you know what they own? They own the time, that flexibility. That sometimes a job from nine to five will not give you. So I want to see more of those education, education, how to become an entrepreneur, how to build businesses, how to do multiple business at the same time, right? That we sometimes do not can even think of. Yeah. Can I just can I just put in there real quick, guys? You know, the little sleeves when you go get coffee at anywhere, any coffee shop you want to, you know, those little those little sleeves that you put on your hand. You know, someone invented that. Yeah. They're everywhere. I'm just, okay, that was it. That was just my point, you know, because I think that was a great point. That was great. Yeah, just a business from things that you couldn't even imagine, but you are making these big, you know, yeah, you're creating a business and you Mm -hmm. will have a better financial outcome and we can get out of poverty. It is a cycle, but we can end that cycle if we learn how to manage money how to have investments and how to also uh, be be um, be open to more and more. <laughs> ask, ask for more. That's that's Carla's Logan. She's always like, we need to go and ask. We need to go and talk to these spaces because that's how you build yourself up. There's so much opportunity on the other side of fear. Yes, ma'am. There's a major takeaway that I took from you ladies today. All you got to do is ask. Get over that fear, that anxiety. Go for it. Yes, definitely. I, I have a cousin. He's a millionaire. He didn't go to, um, to I mean, a higher education. And he started by doing like a real estate. Then he bought houses. He he sold the houses. Now he's into oil and he, he's into investments. And I mean, to be honest with you, I'm so proud of him. I am. And he lives in Texas. <laughs> yeah, and and I learned so much about him, and 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 things. I mean, that's why we need to educate ourselves. Education is the most important thing in life. Amen. Well, thank you, ladies, for educating us and educating all of our amazing listeners today, Carla and Maria. It has been an absolute pleasure. I enjoyed them, Minna. I love their energy. I need some of this fearlessness to rub off because I'm like, because a lot of it, yeah, is facts. Like a lot of us were just scared to ask. And there are so many free programs like you guys mentioned out there. So why not? Ladies, thank you. Use them all. Use them all. Go to all the spaces where you get invited, you know, like Up Together flew me to many, many places and I went, you know, it's, it's, it's just to put yourself also with those opportunities yeah. and take them, use them, use them, use them. And please, if you know anyone that is interested to know a little bit more about the nonprofit, send them our way. Um, we will be happy to, to share resources that we have. We'll be, be happy to invite them to the classes that we're going to be starting offering. And yeah, just, just spread the word, spread the movement and, and, Hopefully we can get get together in person. Yes. Well, thank you, ladies, again, for challenging our amazing listeners to think, feel, and do more. But most importantly, move up together. You guys have a great rest of your day. 
Moving Up Together was created by the national nonprofit Up Together and produced by Creative Differences. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.